Hi, welcome to season two, episode 30 of the Pictures Out There podcast series with Lee Stewart and Dave Fogelman. The topic today is truly seeing our real and simple world through our own eyes. Let's explore. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Well, thank you, Candy, for that very kind introduction. This is Dave. And I'm Lee. And welcome to our Pictures Out There podcast series. Our topic today is truly seeing our real and simple world through our own eyes. Hmm. Okay, we'll talk about what that means. So we live in a world of power systems, we'll call it. In the course of our days or even hours, we move from one power system to another. We've talked about that notion of power systems when we've talked about leadership and power in season one, but we'll talk about that a bit more. These power systems can include but aren't limited to families. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a there's a power system yep. in a family. Yes. Right? Friend groups, there's a power system in a friend group. We don't typically think of that, but it's true. Yeah. Employers, well, we certainly know that there's a power system in companies and employment, right? The boss. Yes. Places where we work or have repeat interactions over time. It may be volunteer organizations that we participate in, etc. And any time that we have just a interaction with a stranger. There's a power system at work there. There's a, there's a dynamic going on in terms of how those uh, expectations are for how we're going to interact. Yes. So each of these systems, as we call them, that we have in our lives have expectations of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So they typically include expectations of how we're going to behave, mm-hmm. our actions and reactions, the degree to which we will support the existing power system or behavioral norms expected of us, ah. and then the direction that the power system or its leadership wants to go in its future. Mm. The degree to which we will see the world the same way that the power system, or if you will, its leadership sees the world as well. So these are some of the dynamics. And we really need to think about that in our daily life and as we move from group to group. And these last two, Lee, I think are just fascinating. We're trying to call out here this notion of the direction that the the powers that be want to go. Yes. That really is an expectation that we support that. Mm-hmm. And then the notion that the worldview of the power system, the leadership wants to have, they expect us to have that same worldview. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I think here's a useful illustration of what we're talking about here. Suppose you're a parent of a younger child. Mm-hmm. Well, there's an obvious power system there, right? Right. As the parent, you are trying your best to inculcate values and things in the child. Mm-hmm. But the expectation is that in the future, if you're doing your job well in that power relationship, that child will grow up to be able to make excellent decisions on his or her own. Or right? that or that power system may say, no, we really never want you to do that. We really want to dictate those decisions for you. Absolutely. <laughs> it can go either way, right? And when we use the term power system here, we don't intend for it to be nefarious, oh, the organizational leadership thinks we must do this. No, it can be very benign and beneficial. To that point, Lee, it just becomes a, well, of course we're asking you to see things this way. Of course we're expecting you to do this. Of course we're expecting you to just adopt the strategy, the approach that we have, what we're wanting you to do. What's weird about that? Yeah, it's self-evident. Yeah. Yes. 
So how do we, as much and as often as possible, get our minds and our awareness outside of the power systems that are in our lives to really see the whole world as it really is, as we really see it. Mm -hmm. We're thinking that's important. Mm -hmm. We're thinking that while we are all in our daily lives dealing with the power systems that are part of the life that we have put together, that we need to have a chance to break away from that, to sometimes have the opportunity to say, Instead of just, you know, what I'm having to do in terms of compromise or other things with these systems, what do I really believe in? Yes. What are my truest ideals? How do I really see the world? And you may have to pull out and experience that, and mm-hmm. then you may have to go back, back in. in. Yeah. You know, but right. how do you how do you regularly get those experiences that keep that real for you? We've talked about before our picture that power should be consistently and constantly shared and equitable in groups of any kind. However, today, the power systems in our lives frequently don't strive to share power toward full equality, right, Mm -hmm. for all the members in that system. There's usually some notion of authority or some folks have more power than others. And it may, in fact, be the case that the, the power system or leadership in any group that we're in may actually be striving to concentrate power even more. In themselves, and the already more powerful in the group. And mm-hmm. this is frequently true for nations of which we are citizens, right? Yes. I mean, yes. Lee, do we see that where in sure. the nation we live in, sure. the people who are in power are trying to concentrate, concentrate power, power mm-hmm. with them? Companies or organizations we work for. People are trying to get promoted. They're trying to get allegiances from others in the company or organization. Again, I want more resources for my unit. Yeah, I want mm-hmm. more more power. And within those groups, they frequently are trying to concentrate more power within the group that they lead. Organizations we voluntarily belong to are the same thing. Friend groups are interesting, Lee. This is mm-hmm. something where in the groups of friends I think most of us have, imagine a group of four or five friends or ten friends. There's patterns yes. that happen. Yeah. Right? Hey, you know what? Susan's always the one who gets us together. Yeah. Well, that's great, and we like that, but it's an illustration of power. Or now I'm tired that Susan is always the one that does it. Why don't I get to decide I'd kind sometime? of like to decide what we do next time. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, I go and do that, and Susan gets upset. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, don't we all have these? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, every great. minute of every day. Yeah. Yeah. And then think about families. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. That's yeah. on a whole different decision makings. And you've talked about moving from child to adult and that change and how difficult that is to, to navigate in terms of power and decision making and who gets to do that. And, and think the about best how of families. Yeah. And think about how loving partners do the same thing from day to day, week to week, month to month. Uh, you're saying there's negotiation. There's negotiation <laughs> and compromise in, in loving relationships. <laughs> so we believe that to effectively deal with all of these power systems in our lives, we should aim for an ongoing balance and a constant awareness of you've heard us say this before, mm-hmm. our unique individuality and our connection to all others you will recall that is one of our pictures out there ideals and how we talked about making sure that our group involvements didn't deteriorate or diffuse or dilute our unique individuality yes or our connection to everyone yes yeah so here's a couple of pieces of advice that my dad gave me that i think about 
virtually every day. They're the two pieces of advice that have stuck with me. And I'm not sure I've ever really understood why they did. Mm -hmm. I think I may understand that a bit better now. One is trust your instincts. And the other is pay attention. And he gave the trust your instincts I remember getting as a teenager and pay attention he gave to me when I was in my late 20s or 30s and mm-hmm. he was he was older in life. And maybe it's because of this. This has just occurred to me. Awareness of the internal. Trust your instincts. Our unique individuality. Mm-hmm. That piece of advice is a call to say keep in touch with, with you, who you are. With your unique individuality. With what your unique individuality is telling you. And then that needs to work in harmony with awareness of the external Mm -hmm. world. Pay attention. Notice the world around you. Stay in touch with that. And that's our connection to all others. And these two pieces of advice have always seemed to me to be complementary, and I've never really understood why, but they create that balance between our individuality and our paying attention to the whole world. I did hear uh, my own version of this uh, as an adolescent or as a teen, which was, you're smart. Hmm. Now, that was flattering, and I enjoyed hearing that, and it was a nice ego boost, right? But when either of my parents said that to me, here was what the real intention of that statement was. You have good instincts. You have good knowledge of the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Your value system, even though it's continuing to form and not yet fully formed or complete, is on the right path. Make sure you listen to all of that, okay? And at that period in my life, it was like, don't fall prey to peer pressure, you know, you're very, very vulnerable as a teenager. You want to please all of the external forces. And that was a reminder, that statement of, no, you've got an internal system that you need to pay careful attention to. What a great affirmation of your individuality. Yeah. Yeah. It was saying without saying you're a unique individual and make certain that you never lose sight of the individual that you are. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, Imaginative and ambitious pictures set up our minds to notice things that would otherwise probably go unnoticed. They help us really pay attention to the external world, and they help us see amazing new possibilities. Yeah, we cannot see some things that happen as we go through the course of our day or week or month. We will not notice, we will not pay attention and notice some things if we don't have a picture. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example Uh, the Apollo 13 disaster, once that explosion happened, the picture is we're going to get you all home safely. Right. Okay, now you have the people who are trying to make that happen, seeing possibilities in the materials that they have that they never imagined. Correct. Because they had a picture that they had to make happen, and then they noticed, they paid attention, and saw some things that they hadn't seen before. Yes. So without these ambitious pictures, our radar... We'll miss what is actually possible. The Apollo 13 example is an mm-hmm. excellent illustration. And we will settle for a much more limited outcome that then we will in turn label as success. And we're sitting here in 2023, Lee, on the cusp of all sorts of opportunities, and some would say risks with artificial or, as we say, advanced, advanced intelligence, intelligence, AI. And for those of you in the future, it is all over the press, Mm -hmm. the media Mm -hmm. right now about AI people. It's caught fire actually in the last year, Mm -hmm. much more, or even the last half year, much more than it had before, even though we had talked about it some time ago. And I think that's a great example where without a picture of saying ultimately 
what should AI be? Mm-hmm. What, what's that vision out there of it? We're going to miss possibilities. Absolutely. That could happen that we could be working on right now mm-hmm. toward making that what it is. And we're doing, unfortunately, a little bit too much of what humanity often does, which is just kind of bumbling our way through. We're in a reactive mode. In a reactive mode. And instead of a planful thoughtful mode about what that relationship should be. Hopefully we turn that around. Yes. But without a picture of that, there's nothing to aim toward. And we have short term, short term. What do we deal with today instead of something that's more thoughtful? Yeah. So those more limited outcomes are actually successes, but we can miss the opportunity for even bigger successes by limiting our own dreams and our own awareness of exciting new possibilities that can actually happen. So let's now chat about the situations where the power dynamics in each of these systems cause us to significantly compromise or, beyond compromise, even forego our truest beliefs or our pictures of the future or our own ideals and limit our powers of awareness. So let's start with a first easy example here. How about the nations in which we are citizens? We talk about how our natural position on issues may be very purely based on our ideals. We are, I think, frequently just way too quick to compromise yes. on those because we go, well, it can't happen. It can't happen. It just can't happen. Right. So why, why should I actually even bring up people not being hungry or truly completely dealing with homelessness? Mm-hmm. Those kinds of issues because uh, I, there's nothing. Yeah, they're intractable. They're unsolvable. Yeah. I'm just going to keep my uh, what I feel about that to myself and the power systems that are in place are too powerful to deal with. They're not going to permit anything major to happen. So we just give up. Yeah. 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 So when we talk about limiting our own capacity, Dave, tell me your story online for our listeners that you've told me offline before about when you used to work for your employer. Yeah. The employer I worked for was a wonderful company and I worked for them for a very long time. They had a, a great culture, but I found myself kind of being an oddball mm-hmm. and actually got told that several times. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you kind of don't really fit here. Yeah, truth hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does, <laughs> exactly. And in hindsight, as I look back on it, what I would say is if, if I'm talking about the expression of my truest self, I would say that in that work experience, I typically was very transparent and open with about 90% mm. of the real me. Mm-hmm. And then there was about 10% of the real me mm-hmm. that I stayed silent on. Yes. It's like that I'm, I'm pushing hard enough already mm-hmm. on being outside of the norm so that I can stay effective enough to influence and make some things happen that I want to have happen. The other 10% that's the real me isn't going to be helpful in this situation. Right. Now, I had to then figure out how do I keep that 10% alive. Yes. How do you nurture it? How do, How do you foster I nurture it? it? And I did that offline from my job. Yeah. And I did it with different artistic expressions and other things and in other groups where I had friends, trusted friends, family members who I, where I could be yes. the full real me. Well, I very much appreciate you telling that story because I bet each of our listeners has their own version of that. Yeah. Whether it's a work example, a family example, a school example, whatever it may be, we're holding back a part of us. Yeah. That's appropriate, but what's the punchline there? You have to take action to nurture that. Yeah. 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 Or it'll just go away over time. Yeah. I don't know that I would do a redo on what I just described. I'm not sure I I could do better than I did, mm-hmm. 
the the important thing is is just as you said, Lee. It's less that the ninety percent was what got expressed than that the ten percent continued to be expressed and nurtured in some other way outside of that group. Yeah, absolutely. So as we're describing here, compromise is often required to be a member of any ongoing group or organization. So the compromise in your situation was you gave 90% of yourself yeah. to the job, but you held 10% back. Yeah. That's a compromise. Would I have just in a, in what you might describe a perfect world, would I have loved to be able to express that 10% sure. too? Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's sometimes difficult again in a, in an organizational or group situation, a nation, a company, uh, a friend group, a family. Mm-hmm. You, we might encourage you to think about any of those uh, types of situations that you have in your life and think about whether or not there's a part of the real you that you sometimes hold back on yes. in family dynamics and friend dynamics even and so forth. So we need to maintain, though, an ongoing assessment of if that compromise with others in a power system is allowing us to still move our pictures forward, at least incrementally, Mm -hmm. at least still allowing us to express our ideals to an acceptable degree. Or is it if the compromise or yielding to others in the power system is completely stalling or even reversing our pictures or shutting down or fighting our expression of our ideals. So that's worst case scenario, right? So these can be incredibly difficult assessments to Ooh, do sure can. in a variety of ways. Yeah, and we can go back through, and we would encourage you to go back through your own engagement as a citizen of the country and an organization, the organizations that you're in, the company you may work for, in your friend groups, in your families, and think about the situations where you have thought that your ideals were getting stretched too thin. Yes. Or you may have even be asked to go completely against, against those them, ideas. Or partly against yes. those. And we would say in those situations, that's not acceptable. No, make another choice. You have to make another choice. It's not acceptable for any of those groups to have you go work against your pictures, go work against your ideals. Now, I'll tell you, I, if, if you're like me or like Lee, those are tough. That's not easy. Situations. Those, that is not oh, easy. Oh, my gosh. We all need to feed ourselves and our families, right? Sometimes we have to keep the job, even yeah. though that job in that moment may be squelching our own ideals. Yeah. But I think what we're arguing is don't stay in that position one moment longer than you have to. And we can have those kind of situations come up, again, as we're describing, in friend groups. Yeah. And in families. Yes. Where something happens or you're asked to do something and you sit there and look in the mirror and go, I can't do this. I can't do it. I can't accept it. And something has to change uh, about this group or my involvement with this group. Mm -hmm. So those are choices that we may need to make at times. And they are choices that really will bring up fear. Right. Oh, yeah. Those are scary situations. Mm -hmm. And then we have to summon the courage to go do what our ideals are telling us to do. So the choices we may need to make at times, it may be to decrease our time and involvement in a group or organization because of a core conflict with our pictures or our ideals. Those can be some of the most difficult Mm -hmm. decisions we ever have to make in our lives. Mm -hmm. We can usually tell when the ongoing effect of these imperfect power systems is causing us to drift away from our truest and best unique self 
who is also connected to all of humanity in the globe. Lee, I had one job uh, at my employer, and it was actually one of my favorite jobs, but the nature of the job was causing my personality to get stretched mm. into being competitive. Yep. To a degree yep. that I I just didn't like, and I and it was incremental though. It happened over oh, time. Oh yeah, it becomes almost invisible. It's almost invisible. And I had been in the job for about a year, year and a half, and just woke up one day and kind of went, I don't like the person this is moving me toward. Yes, I I love the activity, but it's pushing me to be somebody that isn't me. Yeah, yeah. And so I ended up actually changing, and it's one of the, for the activity, it's one of the favorite things I, I ever did, but I just didn't like the person that it was asking me to be. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, when something like that happens, we can first try to find time and space to temporarily get outside of those power systems to re-engage with our truest and best self, right? That can be something as simple as, hey, on my off hours when I'm not working, I am fervently pursuing a hobby that I love. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to nurture yourself. How do we at least temporarily get outside those systems so that we can see that world simply and honestly? Either see it through our eyes as a unique individual or through our eyes as a common and equal member of humanity and as a loving participant in the life of the globe. So Lee, you alluded to some techniques, right, for going ahead and making sure that your truest self, that part that you may have to hold back in a group or organization that you're in gets nurtured, stays alive. You talked about mm -hmm. pulling out, it may be hobbies, it may be things like that that you're doing that's that's speaking to and nurturing that part of yourself that doesn't get a constant expression. There's some other things that can be done. We may do that uh, same type of thing by finding some time for comprehensive reflection about who we really are, our pictures and I our ideals the life we're trying to lead and what's really going on with this group we belong to. I have a document that I've used for several years that I refresh periodically that's a reflection document. And mm -hmm. I look at that usually two or three, four times a week. And it just centers me mm -hmm. and allows me to make sure that those things are, are spot on that I'm doing. We may talk about these things with some really trusted friends who actively appreciate our full true self and that we trust explicitly, and we may talk to them about those pieces that uh, aren't getting reinforced all the time. Mm -hmm. We may talk to professionals sure. that we trust who can help us think through the dynamics of the groups that we're maybe having a challenge with. It may be family dynamics, it may be friend dynamics, what have you, and what the options might be for us to have a truer approach and involvement in those groups. So once we've taken one or more of these types of steps and have a refocused view of ourselves and the world, and again, see the world more simply and honestly outside of the systems and the groups we live in, then we can decide on what I'll call our next step. Yeah. Right? And that next step could be to re-engage our full involvement with those groups and the organization to which we belong and attempt to re-influence them in a pure, simple, real, honest, and true way a way that is in complete accordance with our pictures and our ideals. Or we may choose to decrease our time and energy spent with a certain group and see what happens over time. If the group kind of comes back our way, so to speak, over time, 
If so, then again, we can increase our time and energy spent with that group or organization. So I think that's interesting. Mm -hmm. We can kind of remove incrementally, see how it goes. And I think we've both had these experiences. That can be very effective. It can be very successful. Then you start getting the text messages and the calls of, well, hey, we kind of miss seeing you. Yeah. 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 And and, and things have changed so you can go back and kind of reassert who you are in that power system. Or sometimes when you remove yourself a little bit, then you don't get that reaction, you get a different one. Or you actually, the distance causes you to see, oh, this is actually a bigger problem right? than I may have wanted to recognize. Yeah, I may make the choice never to go back to that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another option is in really extreme situations, we may need to fully exit, as you're stating, our involvement with that group or organization, simply to say, I'm done. Yeah. Because it's not permitting me to live my ideals. We're not a match anymore. Right. Yeah. And we're not here to assert that that's not very difficult. Yeah. It can be very, very painful to do, but you only have one flicker of life, and it's up to you to keep that alive. And there doesn't have to be judgment that's no. going with that decision. No. That doesn't mean that, that I'm good and you're bad. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm right and you're or, wrong. No, yeah, it doesn't have no. to have that. But there can be, you would say, some kind of assessment that says we're not a match. Yes. We're not a match anymore. Right. So let's chat about some of the typical power dynamics that are found in these situations and ways we can deal with them. And this can be really, really tough. Okay, because we're talking about families. Mm-hmm. We're talking about friend friends, groups, companies, organizations we may have been involved with a lot. Mm-hmm. We are not suggesting that dealing with these kinds of situations isn't very, very difficult sometimes because we get attached to them. They're part of our makeup. Yes. You know, but when we have a family situation where the dynamic is that we can't be our true, authentic self, something should change yes. in that. Yeah. If we have a family situation where power is getting too concentrated in one or more of the members and we are basically not an equal and valued member of that, something needs to change with that. Right. That's tough. It's tough. Oh, that's incredibly tough when that happens. So, so what are the options there? Well, you could confront the situation. Yeah. Uh, and that may have a beneficial effect. Yeah. Or as we've been discussing, maybe you begin to, I'll use the word retreat yeah. or remove. Yeah. Or, and, and in the retreating, you may be deciding that your energy is better spent in a place where you can more completely express yourself and right. authentically express yourself. Right. I think we've all had that in friend groups. Friend groups evolve they do. over time. People change. They go to different places and stages of life. And so that can be very difficult to kind of go, this friend group really isn't feeding me or maybe more accurately, I'm not able to truly express myself right here. I'm having to be inauthentic. Yes. And, uh, really my part in the friend group isn't very valued. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not, that's not a good going forward permanent state of affairs. No, something ought to change with that. Yeah. You know, so, and we obviously can have that with places where we're employed or organizations we're involved with, where you say the time's up. Mm-hmm. on this it just isn't meaningful to me anymore or i can't really be myself yeah yeah so as a reminder that uh, we hopefully will help us every day in dealing with the power dynamics in our life we should always aim for an ongoing balance between our unique individuality and our connection to all others and use some of these techniques that we've talked about to reinforce or nurture those parts of our individuality that may not get regular daily expression mm-hmm 
we've talked about this in a prior podcast, but as a reminder, the most frequent end-of-life regrets that people have are three. Not loving more, yeah. not forgiving more, and not living the life of our dreams more. Those are the three yeah. big end-of-life regrets. I don't see in there earning more money no. or getting the next promotion. No. And often the sources of those three regrets are group and power system alignments that influence us to love less, mm. forgive less, and live someone else's dreams and, and not, not ours. ours. Just going along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's live our unique lives as part of our global community of equals. In closing, let's ask our usual questions. We would have you reflect on these. What are your pictures? What are your perspectives? What are your ideals? What is your influence to use? Thank you for joining us. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. As always, feel free to explore more about Pictures Out There at picturesoutthere.com and major social media sites. We hope you have the day of your dreams, the day of your pictures.